0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it.
1: There will be spoilers in this episode specifically from the world Sarah J Mass has created and The Vampire Diaries, as well as topics surrounding violence and sex.
0: Everybody and welcome to a court of fandoms and exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie and I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing a kingdom of flesh and fire, the name that is said in the book several times. Shout out to Stina Nielsen, who I always hear it in her raspy voice as Poppy. Of flesh and fire.
1: When the first time they said the phrase, I thought of that Family Guy meme that you always share with me where Peter's going, Hey, they said it! They said the thing! <laughs> it always makes me
0: laugh. They said the thing. Oh, they do it a lot in Blood and Ash, too. It's just like, ah. Oh. From B- Blood and Ash, we
1: will rise. And they, and I mean, that carries over into this book, too, which I love. But did you, it was just me. I didn't know what to expect from this book, except that people were talking about it. That was all I knew. And it was so good. It was just such an unexpected surprise. And I know I've said this to you in the past, Laura. I was like, I want to be spoiled like a princess, but treated like a queen. And I feel like this book and Hawk gave us that.
0: He is a, he's a fantastic YA, new A, fictional book boyfriend. He, he's wonderful. He's wonderful.
1: I mean, I think we even said last night we were like, "Oh man, he's he's going to give Klaus and Elijah a run for <laughs> run
0: for their money." Well, let's let's pause right there, and I have a disclaimer for the sound of this episode. If I sound funny, it is because I am kind of cloistered away in <laughs> my mom's closet. Um, so I'm not in my podcast hole. So our editor Sam just wanted everybody to know that it's not his fault. If I sound different or if the audio is, like, kind of choppy or whatever, it's because of my location.
1: She's back in the States, folks!
0: Yeah, I'm stateside, and surprisingly, the internet is awful.
1: It's worse than when you're back home. So, I I don't know how we should kick off this episode, but... I will say that you sent me a really good TikTok this week, and I won't go into depth of the entire quote um, because it would just be good to discuss for a future episode when we're discussing morally great characters, but it is generally a hero, uh, the quote is, a hero would sacrifice her to save the world, but the villain would sacrifice the world to save her. And I feel like that's a really good jumping off point. Um, with that quote, because you're set up to believe that Hawk Castile is a villain, but he's
0: really not. I, I guess that's a jumping off point we could go from here. I've got something for this. I've got something for this. Um what I have is something about villains. It is the difference between like a true villain and somebody who is just kind of the hero playing a villain is, would you die for it or would you kill for it? And when that path kind of diverges, you get a bunch of different characters on either side. And like, if you kill for it, you're like a certain type of like villain. And if you die for it, you're more of like a heroic kind of situation. Yeah. But I feel like
1: with some of the books that we've discussed, the people who would kill for it aren't necessarily bad. Like they're not bad either. Rowan would kill for to save Aiden. Cass slash Hawk would kill for Poppy. Everyone well, in the back, and they have. So I can't even say that they're villains.
0: I don't know. They have. They're well. That doesn't oh, make
1: them bad though. Like I no, would it- kill for somebody I love. Hands down. Sorry NSA. If it became, you know, I, I would do it to save somebody I absolutely love.
0: Would you die for somebody that you love?
1: Depending on the person, we oh, do everybody. <laughs> but, but I see? guess that's, I guess that's the strength in the love that you have for somebody too.
0: I guess, I guess, I don't know. I just, I that's a really good way to start this book because this book starts out with Castile ripping the heart out. <gasps> Out of, out of dude who starts to disrespect Poppy, like we love that. Uh, that shouldn't be what it is, but it is what it is. And it's great.
1: So I, I, like it was weird that I'm watching it and I go, I want somebody to do this for me. <laughs> you no, know? and I, I, it's interesting to, to try to dissect this book further to want to enjoy it, which I absolutely did. And then at the same time, we're trying to dissect it critically, you know, and I know book talk is really big where we say normally in real life, if somebody is ripping somebody's heart out, we're probably going to take a step back. Otherwise we'd all be on that prison dating site, (laughs) looking for some love. Um, but you read these here, the the way these book mails are portrayed and written, you can't help but say, that's hot. That is that is sexy.
0: And uh Castile Hawkthorne. No, Hawkthrone.
1: Hawkthrone.
0: Denier, I mean we love it, right? We love it. What what a nice Atlantean name.
1: I, and, you know, Penelope has really grown on me, too. Like, I know we call her Poppy. I know we're aware of the name Penelope. But to hear Penelope, and it's so formal, and it's so regal at the same time. Um, but Castile Hawkthrone Deneer. Oh, and now she's Penelope Deneer. Yeah,
0: because she's not princess. She is... A queen. Queen. She's queen now. And what a journey for her, obviously. She goes from being very naive, and I would argue still quite naive in a lot of things, uh, to being queen of a people that do not want her, but, I mean, surprise. I mean, the book ends on a cliffhanger, but surprise, like the woven, hello, they tried to stone her. I'm sorry. I just, I can't get over that.
1: I, I mean, it was very, very biblical. It, you yeah. know, you just, you felt like you were there. Um, you felt bad. She's trying to control herself. She's trying to talk her out of the situation. Like, look, guys, I don't mean any harm. I cannot wait till uh, uh, Castile gets a hold of Beckett because he's going to lose his shit. <laughs> um, I, just the whole thing. I, and I remember I had t- messaged you when I finished the book. And I go, initially, I, you know, I understood her just being cradled by Cast saying, you know, I I don't want it. I didn't want any of it. This wasn't my intention. Like, you know, and then at the same, but then that was, that was me. I felt so I understood where she was like, I don't want this. It's not why I'm with you. Because she was already like turning from the, the comments that the Duchess made saying, um, oh, you did what nobody else could. You, you finagled your way into the Atlantean court. And that wasn't, that wasn't the motive at all. She, She was completely unaware of that. Um, And I think she still wanted Cass to know, but the fact that she did it, I I hope that we see in Gilded Bones that she goes, wait, this is a good thing. Like now I have even more, I, I want her to realize the power that comes with her, her new role, I guess, because she's not just, I mean, I mean, the queen of Atlantia didn't even question. There was no coronation. It was just like, here you go. My bad. You are the queen. You are queen descendant of the gods.
0: Let we take a step back for a second, because you you brought it up, when the Duchess shows up at Spessa's end, that was one of the few moments in a book where I was just like, oh my goodness, what is this going to be about? I, I I don't know why. Like I started rewatching The Vampire Diaries re- recently, <laughs> and it has occurred to me as an adult. That vampires are scary, like right? They're they're scary. Like obviously, obviously they're popular for a reason. But they move fast, right? There's like blood everywhere. There's there's sharp fangs. Things
1: happen and end before you can even process it.
0: Yeah, oof! I, I just oof! I I, I don't know. The way that they're written in this book, you know, like vampires written in this book, they are kind of extra scary for some reason. They like don't have emotions. Poppy can't read them. She doesn't know what really happens to their like soul or they can't go out in the day, like, you know, da 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 da. da. Um, so when the Duchess rolls up in the middle of that battle and that, you know, she's got the blackout carriages and stuff, it was just like, wow. Not only is it serious, like, the Duchess came all the way out here because they made the point to say, like, oh, you know, the Ascended don't come out here because we're not important, whatever. Um, It was just one of those well-written moments where I was actually anticipating and kind of freaked out for the main characters. Like, this is going to be a big plot moment, and I have no idea what she's going to say.
1: And it's because of the Duchess's role amongst the Ascendants. Mm -hmm that you were like, wait, and I mean, essentially that is the person, um, you know, if, if a leader like that comes onto the field, you're like, okay, that's, that's your new target point. That's who you kind of want to take out. Um, and for her to show up like that is kind of wild. But even in that scene, it was over and done with a lot quicker than to talk about, like, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? I feel like it was so short than how it could have been.
0: Well, and I think that is because Poppy, she's one of my favorite kind of like book heroines. She isn't afraid to act. And I, I really like that. She's not sitting there like, oh, oh, my God, like the Duchess. Oh, I'm going to let her keep talking. She just like stabs her. Right. But she, she just- did that
1: in the first book, too. She asks first questions later, which isn't like in real life the best way to go about things. But she she murdered. She she kind of has to. I mean, these are people that she had been cloistered under. And in a way, she was a slave and even kind of knew it then. Her entire life by these people, so there's going to be a lot of pent up rage, especially now. The more truth that she's finding out about them,
0: and also she is at such a disadvantage because she's surrounded by Wolven, She's surrounded by Atlanteans who are like basically vampires, and she it, she has the ability to like read emotions. And then obviously throughout this book that changes, but. Her ability to strike and act fast and not hesitate really works to her advantage when she's dealing with all of these supernatural people.
1: Do you think it's fair to say that Atlanteans are vampires in a way, and the dis and the ascendants are definitely vampry? Where, but the ascendants, because she can't read their emotions, are like on the Vampire Diaries when. The difference between you have when your humanity is shut off and on. Like Atlanteans have their they don't shut off their humanity, but the vampire do and the Creepin. Uh
0: okay. I'm trying I'm trying to think and <laughs> I'm trying to think, because they they kind of explained not I mean not obviously this specific line of questioning, but they explained it, right? They're like, okay, so the the king drained his lover and gave his lover his, his- Blood. Right. And then she became the first Vampire, and Vampire can't control their hunger. And in doing so, they create Craven. Right? That's that's right.
1: Yeah. I, I think how I took it was Vampire are created if all the blood is drained first and then pumped back into it, whereas Atlanteans don't get completely drained because they're still a
0: feeding. Right.
1: I tried to look on like from Blood and Ash Wiki, and there's not a lot of to try to dumb it down for me, but I think that's more or less what it is. Okay. But I will say, JLA had just through reading so far, I just feel like it's a very fresh take on vampirism i don't know the proper term maybe that's it
0: vampirism
1: vampirism Uh, she has a different like a refreshing take on vampires and werewolves and i it was just it was really nice to see that it didn't feel oh here we go another vampire story you know like we've seen in everything
0: I think that is a credit to JLA's uh, world building. And uh, especially in this book, we learn a lot about the gods and we learn that the gods are not only real, but something that I really like about the world building in this series is that not only are they real, they know exactly where they are. They know that they're sleeping and they know that sometimes uh, there's like omens and stuff. So I, I really appreciate that, especially as Poppy's, like, kind of going through her awakening as a character, as a person, as her powers, like, start awakening, all that stuff. Um,
1: or when she was asking even the questions about, like, well, wh- where does this person live? Where does this person live? Where is, where, where is this person connected? with or finding out one of the gods had a had a sibling i mean technically they're all siblings it reminded me a lot of greek and roman mythology and i i say that just because that's the mythology i'm familiar with i'm sure there's many other cultures who have the same breadth of gods that they're familiar with as well
0: well sure i mean and they use pompeii as kind of an anchoring point which is like we were right there mm-hmm. a couple summers ago um it's just it's just crazy it's just one of those things uh okay so poppy poppy we love we love poppy we said it she is kind of a complicated character to talk about because she is kidnapped you know i mean she's kidnapped and the guy happens to be super hot and happens to um obviously love her and poppy is surrounded Pretty much by men and like women who kind of disapprove the whole time until at um, Kieran's sister, that she doesn't meet until Spess's end when she doesn't like actually get to Spess's end to like the end of the book. Uh, so we have to, we kind of have to look at it, and be like, gosh, her only friend is Tawny and Tawny's not there. She's alone. That's kind of weird.
1: And even in the first book, there's the question of her relationship with Tani is Tani really a friend or is she just going to be this person who's going to be ascended and basically like her handmaid during, you know, kind of like her keeper during her stay. So there's a question on the relationship there, like Poppy's internalizing the question. Um, Is it discussed about Stockholm syndrome with Hawk and Poppy at all? And I don't want to think that because she was Falling for him as Hawk prior to being kidnapped. But I can't help but feel like that that discussion has to, you know, is that is that the person who's giving her attention? She doesn't have a female friendship. She's surrounded by all these other people. They're basically instructed not to interact with her. Um, and if they are, it's very loosely... So she's attaching herself to the one person she's been able to have a connection with and, quote unquote, choose for herself this whole time.
0: Right. And not only a connection, but like a physical connection as well. Although she does say and she does say it like over and over again, like, you know, I chose you. You were the first thing that I chose for myself. I was aware the whole time. So she does kind of stand, stand up for herself. And that is in character. Poppy does always stand up for herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird, but we, we kind of are just like, well, she's a fiery, we, like princess thing, right? And Castile's like a sexy vampire thing and we like it. And, and Kieran, we love Kieran so much. We do like Kieran. We um, love Kieran. Can,
1: can, I mean, we just say Reggie, Reggie, Jean Page who plays the Duke of Hastings, absolutely needs to be casted as uh, Kieran. I know he doesn't have the light eyes. I know initially I thought of Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy, but then it just clicked that it needed to be. Just my only casting for the entire book.
0: Yeah, oh, he's perfect casting. Absolutely. Um, Jess, you now know about the joining. I do. I do. However...
1: It's still not specified <laughs> that we're getting it. Everybody is I mean maybe I I just haven't gotten too like super far down this specific rabbit hole, but I know what the joining is. We all know what the joining is. Yay, joining. We want it. We need it. We're desperate for it now that we, we did it. it so <laughs> we want it so bad. We want it so we we're in desperate need of uh, uh, of this. But Where's this assumption coming from that we're definitely going to get it? Because it says it doesn't always happen, you know. So you know, it's a tradition, but like it's loosely followed. Why do we think we're getting it in Gilded Bones?
0: Uh, as far as I know, it's because JLA said there is a scene in Gilded Bones between characters that she has never written before.
1: Okay, so it comes from there. I, so, I mean. Who knows? She has like over forty
0: books. I had no idea. Yeah, there is a extensive uh, catalog of books by JLA.
1: So right now it's just an assumption. We just know that there's a joining, and we know that she's writing a scene she's never heard of, but we don't have confirmation on what she's writing.
0: Right. And okay, okay, (laughs) okay. So we need to say that we have read obviously the. Extra chapter that yeah. JLA has released. That I, I believe she released on Christmas or around. Yeah, Christmas. she wrote at
1: least it on Christmas. Chapter only the first chapter. The it wasn't the slew of chapters. No,
0: and we lo- we love this. Uh, it, it explains that the bonds are broken, which is absolutely fantastic. So all the woven. Are uh, and their bonds to the elemental Atlanteans are all broken. And now they are, we assume, bonded to Poppy. I'm not quite sure how that works. That was my takeaway,
1: because I guess from some history that Kieran had kind of delved into a little bit further in previous chapters from the other two books, um, that Wolven were supposed to protect the deities and then they become like human form when they were going to like the elemental atlanteans
0: i've got it the gods had given the wolves mortal form to serve as guides and protectors to the children of the gods the deities
1: oh and she's the children of the gods so she's the queen
0: and then poppy's gaze goes to the crown by nikdo's feet a drop of deity blood usurped any claim to the Atlantean throne.
1: And all her blood was there because she was being stoned.
0: Yeah, she's and it rained blood. Let's not forget. And there's a blood tree. Well, I mean, wild. I th-
1: see, but then it makes, I'm wondering because you have the blood tree that kind of sprung overnight because she had fought the Craven in the woods because that happened on, not supposed to, be that, New Haven. Then we have the wedding where the clouds come
0: how I cool. Never, how fucking it's so glory. cool. Can't you just see it? And like it's it? never
1: happened for anybody. Yeah. So then, And then you have this blood rain. And I, I know we're going to, we might find out more in this next book. But how, who's to say, because they were all like, oh, these are good omens. These are signs from the gods. But now that we know that Poppy is a descendant and she can't control her emotions or what comes with them. Can you question? Was it really a sign of the gods, or were these were these motions in the environment, universe, what have you? Um, were they from uncontrolled mo- motions from Poppy, and maybe it wasn't really a sign?
0: Who's to say? I would say that she doesn't know what the traditions are supposed to be. So oh,
1: no, exactly. I don't think she knows. But who knows if they're just happening?
0: Right. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I the cliffhanger on this book was just intense.
1: I mean I mean kudos with everything you do. But you really you, I kept saying, I'm not gonna do Throne of Glass, I'm just gonna go into Flood from Blood and Ash. And you go, No, wait till we're closer to the release date, you're gonna want it. And now we're in you know, now this episode airs the day before the release date. So
0: <laughs> Yay. It's exciting. It's so exciting. Um, okay. So let's let's talk about poppy. So Poppy is subjecting us, the reader, I say subjecting, uh, to her inner monologue, which is great. We love that. We love the inner monologue, but sometimes the inner monologue uh, repeats, and and we don't need that so much. Uh, I feel like a lot of her inner monologue about, like, I'm the maiden, I'm not the maiden, I'm the maiden, could have been uh, cut now, however, however, uh, this was also my criticism with The Hunger Games. So I enjoy The Hunger Games as movies. I mean, I mean, they're fine. The books, I, I like the first one, the second, the rest of them, like, kind of blow. But um, one of my big complaints there is Katniss's, like, inner monologue about the the love triangle between Gale and Peta She's just like, oh, 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 like over and over and over again. And you don't see that really on the screen. So it translates really well, just like cutting out the inner monologue. Uh, So I just want to throw that out there. Oh, Poppy. It makes her feel very young, I guess, is my point. I mean, and
1: she is young. I mean, yeah, because she hasn't ascended and she's supposed to ascend at 19. 19, yeah. So we know that's not. she's not 19. I guess because we're older than the young adult protagonists, the female protagonists in these books, I won't, I don't see them as 17. Like I have to kind of age them up a little bit for me, <laughs> um, which is something that we realized in Throne of Glass when you're realizing Elan's how old and she just yeah. saved the entire world again. Like, that's kind of what Poppy's doing. She's doing this all at 17. And that's, I guess, the inner dialogue. But how, uh, how many times did we go back and forth texting about this. Like, oh my gosh, her inner, her inner dialogue. He loves you. Just admit it. And she goes, he's looking at me. She, she would say random things. He's looking at me as if he cared or would catch his breath. He's probably plotting something. No, he's in love with you. I will, please. You, you want to exchange because I'm pissed at you for not just realizing that this man has given up his entire world, his entire plan to save his brother
0: for you. Well, and this this brings me to a point that I want to make, which this book has not only all my favorite tropes, but all my favorite like author language tropes. And I just wanted to share those. And so it has all the tropes that I love. So we have the ordinary girl who's like chosen trope. We have the special who doesn't want to be special trope, enemies to lovers, sworn to protect you, fake marriage, one bed, knife kink, blood kink, three-way, more powerful than the men trope.
1: I love all those.
0: They're all bangers. Also, my favorite language tropes, which ties back to what you were saying, Jess, is that um, over and over again, we hear released a breath I didn't know I was holding.
1: I love that one. That's my favorite one.
0: (laughs) Happens a lot. (laughs) So Uh, much. Toes curled core heated <laughs> eyes darkened gaze lingered There was lots of drinking and oh, drank cooling. pooling lots <laughs> of pooling she did say at least twice that she had become a flame and my favorite one my favorite one is when she said um that she she like wished she had throat punched herself i just started <laughs> laughing out loud i was like oh poppy I feel that.
1: Oh, I think we all, we're all kind of invested in, I, I like it. I This is easily going to be a comfort read for me, a comfort reread. I'm so happy. Um, she did well. And I'm sure everybody else is going to start going down the JLA rabbit hole after. I mean, this is the one that has a lot of hype right now, even though Wicked, I think, is the one that's being turned into some like TV show or movie. Uh, I, I love a good trope. I love a good trope. And you know, they do it well. And I say this because you know, I came from romance, contemporary romance, and now I'm looking at the books and I go, Oh, how did I think that was good? But now I'm still getting that in, in here. And I, and I love, and I love, it's not just the enemies to lovers of it all. It's the banter and they keep on with the banter like even when she goes like let's not pretend which I absolutely love it and I told you like oh my gosh can she stop pretending if this book doesn't start doesn't come to a point where she goes I don't want to pretend I don't want it then we get it and I'm happy and then they go back to being (laughs) stabby poppy and she's around Kieran and I can't remember which of the other Wolven. and they're bickering back and forth and he goes, she goes, will you just listen? He goes, I am listening. Can you just use common sense? Or, you know, she, I, and there's the whole, he's getting stabbed. Oh, that's what it was. He was getting stabbed. And she goes, are you listening? He goes, oh, someone's getting stabbed. And then he goes, I am. Do you have common sense? And they're like, oh, definitely getting stabbed. Definitely getting stabbed. I just, I love how the Wolven are in on their relationship without being in on their relationship. And I know that's because of the bond and the pheromones and, Everybody's aroused all the time. I oh, mean... <laughs> Kieran. <laughs> Poor Kieran. Oh, he's like an well, like ass in the house of wind. He's like, I just gotta be around it and act like it's not there. Poor Kieran.
0: Poor Kieran. No, we love Kieran. Uh Kieran makes it awkward any chance he gets, honestly. Uh he makes the feeding awkward Although Poppy grows to not think it's awkward, she she starts off with it being pretty awkward. Um, he he barges in the room, uh, <laughs> right with like his sword or whatever. Like we love we love that. But Kieran, you're interrupting. Please
1: leave. That was um, so funny. I screamed for her. I was like, no, <laughs> and Hobbs going down. They're like, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, oh, my gosh, talk about the battlefield, right? So they're in the carriage. and That's obviously- <laughs> another
0: trope. It's another trope.
1: <laughs> and I send you a video and I go, hey, pa- uh, Castile telling Poppy to brace herself was the same energy that is ne- uh, cast to Nesta, where he goes, hold on tight to the desk. And it's also the same energy from Akawar, where they're... <laughs> Where Reese and Feyre are in the tent, and there's just like war and death around them. And he and right before Castiel goes into the carriage, he makes sure like all the Wolven are surrounding the carriage, like nobody comes in here. Think, you know, and they're literally guarding. Them. Or Kieran, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, no, please, no. Just like standing, can you imagine? Thinking the stoicism on their face, like the British Royal Guard, and they're just God. tearing everything.
0: Um, poor God, <laughs> you know. But also, every part of me is like, yes, Poppy. Like, of course, yes. you're just you. you- There's both sides to it the
1: whole time. I'm like, get shoes. I mean, look at him. Look at him. Dominique Wesson has the best fan art of him. And then there's that TikTok trend where they're getting all the fan art and
0: bringing them to life. Uh, uh, Yes. Yes, please. More of that. More of that. Yeah. No, he... Very sexy. The fangs, the biting, the description of like all of the biting places. We love that. Um, oh, how
1: about like when he was describing like, oh, I could bite you here, like after their wedding when they're like going to consummate. Yeah.
0: Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Um, more of that. <laughs> you know, maybe the the more
1: comfortable authors get in their writing. I mean, it progresses. I don't know. I mean, we obviously there was a huge jump with Sarah. But I don't I'm not familiar with JLA's writing outside of this. I don't know if um but apparently it's it's never just been young adult. She's typically written just like newer adult fantasy, correct?
0: As far as I know, yes. There's like a series about aliens and a series about other other things.
1: I wonder if the aliens one is like very um uh, Roswelly. I
0: don't know. Um Castile, we love Castile. He's just wonderful. Uh Castile Always lets Poppy wear her dagger, which I love. He always gives a dagger like back to her, like make sure that she gets it.
1: Or even, you know what I like? Um, there was there was two things that I, I, I was really happy with. One that she wore her dagger to their wedding, and he was like, "Are you wearing a dagger?" And he's like, "This is so hot!" Like you know, he's totally into it. Um, oh, when they're going to sleep together again, um, and he's, like, leave it on. I just got such Minorian vibes in, in like, the best way possible because Dorian did the same thing with Manon. And I, I, I don't care if it's similar. I love all the comparisons. They just—they they warm my heart. I mean, I, I, I love that excitement for these characters and that we get to kind of go through it with them, too.
0: How do you like that spicy scene in the cave?
1: It was nice. It was hot. I liked—you know what? I liked it because it, like— she finally just gave into everything that we've we've been waiting for, and we knew that she was feeling too because she just she felt her inner dialogue was like, "Oh, but it's just pretend, right? Right?" Trying to convince herself that she isn't feeling. It's just giving into like, that. No, it, it's not pretend. No, Stop it's, pretending. And it's and not just it's not pretend. It never was pretend. You just kind of put the label on there to to kind of give yourself that that wall that she clearly needed. And he kind of put that wall there for her understanding she needed
0: it, too. Just another reason why we love him so much. Although, do to be fair, people don't like him because of what you said earlier about the whole like Stockholm Syndrome kidnapper thing, because he also wanted to ransom her. I mean but you know i I get it it's enemies to lovers we forgive that
1: thank you like if you're if you don't want all of this don't read enemies to lovers go read your friends to lovers billionaires to lovers boss to lovers just don't read it you knew what you were signing up for when you got into it
0: there's a quote here that i really like from this book and it is he was both the villain and the hero the monster and the monster slayer this is um, Poppy talking about Castile. I think it sums up Castile really well uh, because he he is the dark one and he has done things to earn that. And I really like that scene outside of what is it? New Haven when the first Ascended comes to, to take Poppy back. Right.
1: Oh, when when everybody at the the area was just like, oh, nobody's been here.
0: Yeah. And he he gets out and he just starts like murdering people. Like, whoa. And And then she
1: made a comment about that too, but she didn't, but she said she wasn't scared.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that was crazy. Also, you know, I said earlier, like vampires are like kind of scary and like we've kind of been desensitized to how terrifying they actually are but when poppy wakes up alone in that carriage with cheney right and he's hurt and he's like you know i just need a little bit i just need a little bit and he starts like attacking her oh my god that like that is so scary like not just as like well, this is a, like, vampire, which, I mean, obviously, surface level, very scary. But as just, like, a woman, like, waking up after being knocked out in a carriage by herself with this strange man, uh, it's just scary on another level.
1: And you had already, I think at that point, we already knew um, that they're not supposed to be left even feeding on somebody else without another ascendant there because of how anybody can spiral. um. And, and since we're talking about how scary vampires are, I really liked the scene where right after Poppy had thought she killed Castile, Stout, and he found, and she's running away. She's like, I need to get away from here. And she gets into the woods and then, you know, Hawk finds her. They're in the woods they're, and then the Craven come and then they fight the Craven together. Um, just like we know that, the Atlanteans, when they fight, they can be monsters or however you want to say it, even though I don't see it that way. Um Their, their body count, because I think there were 11, he slayed six and she slayed five. And I remember making it a point that at this point, she's just the maiden. She doesn't... She The only skill set she has is what Victor has taught her. And the hawk obviously continued to c- encourage while they were um fight like, you know, when he was just her guard. I think it's important to note her strength where she wasn't um she was protecting herself. And even when Cheney kidnaps her to take her back, Hawk may or you know, Castile, I'm gonna we were using them interchangeably. Um he goes to rescue her and he makes a comment and he says, here I was thinking I was going to come rescue you, but you clearly rescued her yourself because she had just killed him you know stabbed him to death, rightfully so um which was needed which I, I really do like and i appreciate that poppy is written as this strong character um and that we don't always see often because victor taught her castile continues to encourage her and it also reminds me of reese where he knows that pharah can protect herself just like hawk knows that poppy can protect herself and they know the help is there if they want it but they can they can hold their own too
0: I also really like how Poppy's curiosity is like they, they kind of like make fun of her a little bit for it, but mostly it's kind of celebrated. She isn't just like sitting there kind of accepting anything. She wants to ask questions. She wants to know what's going on. She wants to see like Spess's end. She wants to see what's going on and meet the people. And um that is a quality that, uh, you know, generally is looked kind of like down upon. But in this case, it is celebrated because she is becoming like an active participant in her story. Like, she yes, she can fight, but she's also like figuring out stuff on the other end, which is important because Castile is doing the same thing because he is like with her, but he's also the prince. So he has to do that, too. I just really like that.
1: And she she's able to now she wasn't able to, I mean, she questioned things internally to herself as we know this through the inner dialogue, but she was never able to outwardly speak on these curiosities and actually get an answer with what she was looking for. And I, like you said, I think Castile embraces that too, because he, you know, he says like, you know what, you're, I'm glad you're asking these questions. Cause I'm asking myself the same thing, you know, and she deserves to know. And she's in, in a way she's in a safe space where she trusts people now and they're obviously trusting her because they're not locking her in her room anymore. Um, And they want to hear what they say, because the questions that she'll bring up, it's like, Oh, we we didn't have that foresight. Even when uh, Castile tried to send her away with Kieran initially, right before the battle, she goes, I'm more like, yes, I might, I'm not a liability. How dare you say that? But also if I'm gone, who's gonna do the healing? I'm the only one who's able to heal people right now. I don't know how, but don't you want that? Yeah, you know, I, I think she, she like she fights for herself because she was never able to before.
0: And then we have Alistair's fantastic quote saying that she is the neck that turns the head, right? And she, she obviously Alistair is talking about Castile and the prince and becoming, you know, princess and then queen. Uh, But in this case, he's talking about when Castile becomes king, but like, so she is more powerful than she gives herself credit for. And I think that when he says that she kind of realizes like uh, the changes that she had been considering when she was still just the maiden and, you know, going to the queen and asking about things and telling the queen about the way that she was treated and like standing up for herself that way Um now she can really make changes because she's in a position of extreme power when before she wasn't.
1: When Alistair said that quote, it reminded me of um, a, a quote from My Big Fat Greek Wedding because the mother in the, the movie goes, the man might be the head of the family, but the woman is the neck and the, and the woman can make the head and the neck can make the head turn any way she wants. Um, and it's just bigger picture. I can't get a grasp on it. Alistair. I feel like maybe he's just so loyal to the king of Atlantia that that's where his loyalty lies. Because remember that one wolven that Poppy was healing? He goes, Castile is our prince, but we still serve the king. And I feel like Alistair isn't happy with any of the choices that Castile is making, when it comes, especially when it comes to Poppy.
0: Uh, yeah, that that is... Exactly right. No, Al- Alistair is suspicious. We know this. Um, he he also, like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the one that told Castile's mom about Castile's dad making the first Vampire, right? Like, and then it broke his bond, right? Isn't that his whole deal? I thought... He had a bond with the queen. Okay, we are not perfect. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of world building here. I thought that now that there's...
1: That he's just kind of like, he's still loyal to them, even though there isn't a full woven bond yet. Because we know the bond isn't there. And it's confirmed in the chapter one of the third book. think because you sent me a meme of it where all the wolven went from their human form to their wolf form wolven form and alistair's just standing around like uh
0: yeah he didn't yeah he's still
1: human because he because he didn't have his bond but he was he's still been acting as if his bond is there with the king and queen well i just felt like the queen had remarried at some point she did did to then the second marriage is to castile's dad
0: no. no. <laughs> hey, we... No one's ever here. Perfect. There is a lot <laughs> of information. You know, we're all... You know, we're all here for the witty banter and the romance. So I'm sorry if our politics analysis... I mean, I know it's what I can go through. I should be better, but I'm sorry.
1: No, I think it's... It's very helpful. It's a learning opportunity for all of us, because then when we're posting snippets, or if we're not regarding this episode please get in the comments to be like no this is this is how we understood it because for all we know we're all on different pages we're like wait this is what i thought and this is what this person thought so
0: yeah no for real we 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 love this so okay wait so we would be remiss if we don't talk about the fact that poppy smells like death and she smells like being old which i thought was hilarious (laughs) But uh, she also has, like, an electric charge to most of the woven that she meets when she's in, like, Spessa's End and stuff. And I love that. I love that little, like, bit of plot setting, I guess, that we have. Um, It's like, oh, okay, there's a clue. This is a clue. I don't know how it's going to connect, but I know that it will.
1: And how each person's like, you didn't feel that? And she goes, like, feel what? However, she also has that same, maybe not same, but a similar spark with Castile. So you don't know, is that because of their chemistry? I mean, they're still guessing throughout their connection of what that can be. Is it because they're both older, like from older lines? Like he's elemental and now she's a daughter of the gods, queen, you know, I I don't know if that has, we, we don't, there's still so much speculation that we have because we don't know. This
0: is only book two. Well, I think it's because they're heartmates. How sweet is that, right? I don't know. It's, it's, I love it. I think it's the cutest thing. And I like how Kieran is the one that has to like sit Poppy down and be like, okay, look, you need to know some things.
1: I like Kieran's always the one who has to explain it. Or Kieran. I, I feel bad for Kieran. He's always the one who has to explain it. He's literally his best friend's wingman at this point. Yeah. right? And, but he's also the one to say, he's the one to point out and go, uh, he knew that Castile's plans had changed before Castile knew himself. He was like, ah, that you guys are both falling for each other and you don't see it, you know? And it, and I mean, it, now that we're talking about it, it reminds me of Cass, uh, Cassian's line to Nesta and wings and Ember where he goes, do you understand? Like his, his internal, monologue of nobody understand how hard it is to live with two people who are mates and they are refusing to acknowledge that they're mates because everybody knows. Everybody knows. And Feyre is like they're just not acknowledging it out loud. So maybe that's what it is. But I do like that he brought it to he goes, you feel it too and you're you're all in denial. And he and Castile is in less denial, but he's trying to respect your, you know, where you are in all of this. And then he calls her out on it when when Poppy is asking about Shay and he goes, don't go there. Don't start asking. I know you like questions, but don't start asking questions unless you mean it's these these are questions and answers that you need in a long when you mean long term, not in a temporary situation. And I like that he said that.
0: Well, Shay, you bring up a good point with Shay. So Shay is like this non-existent kind of like hovering entity uh, that when Poppy learns of her kind of just permeates everything that she thinks about with Castile mm-hmm. because she realizes that that Shay is Castile's like lost love or whatever. And she gets a story out of him about what happened, which is like awful and tragic. But um, yeah, yeah. It- But, like, the only other female besides, like we said, Karen's sister that Poppy is exposed to is, like, the dead ghost of one. And she constantly compares herself to her. Like, well, would would Shay do the joining? Would Shay do this? Would Shay do that? And it is another reason why it really aged Poppy down for me because she's just so insecure. But also, she's so isolated that I really felt for her in, like, those little moments.
1: And it's, it's too parted in a way, because I understand why she wouldn't necessarily get that information right away because that it, because once the story unfolds, you're like, yeah, that's not something I just casually bring up with somebody. Um, and on the other end, other side of it, she created this whole, I don't want to say alternate reality, but her own speculations of what was, what could have been, um, uh, of this figment of Shay, that it totally, like you said, it aged her down. It was, it was a, very much a driving force in her questions when it came to Hawk. And when you find out not where I thought it was going at no. all, um, you, you feel bad. You just feel bad for everybody. And mostly, mostly for Castile. And then even in his honesty, he, to understand the depth of his love for Poppy, he goes, the things I've given up for you, what I've never weren't even a thought when it came to her. So, again, I think this is a reoccurring conversation that we've had of your your first loves, your previous loves are in different relationships are going to affect you in different capacities. And he wasn't willing to give up his brother for Shay. And he's still not giving his brother up for Poppy. They're just figuring out how to do it together.
0: And Poppy does say when she has accepted uh, Castiel... When she And she does say, actually, the words, like, I accept this, I choose this. Uh, but she also says, like, I am choosing you not because, like, you're the first guy. And I, I thought that was really important because she acknowledges kind of a, a criticism that people would have. Like, he's just the first dude. I mean, granted, he's also the Dark Prince. And, I mean, we love that. But also, he's just the first dude. Um I don't know. I mean, we we had this
1: discussion, I I think in our Akatar episode, where we were like, Feyre had only slept with Tamlin once and here she was under the mountain. like, can Dick be that good? And they never talked really, right? But there is a depth in this relationship compared to... Farah and Tamlin whereas they talk they they do especially when they're able to be vulnerable with each other when they're having their night terrors or they're just you know little by little they expose themselves and I think that's really important part of their relationship um uh, just developing and kind of going back to the roots of I like when Hawk is like let's just be Hawk and Poppy because things were so, and I and even though Hawk and Castillo, like they they are used interchangeably, we also know the history of the name Hawk. Only the closest people can use it, and it's just a place of this is this is when things are simple, and we don't have the world influencing us. We can just be us. And I really, I, I think that's even important now. Like, if you have a relationship, to be that person, to be like, you know what, like let's take everything out of the equation. Let's just be. And be us and remember that. Because I think sometimes if you get away from that, that's where things can become strained at some points. I mean, everything's a roller coaster, but I, I like that they make it a point. Like, That's almost like having a date, like having date night. That's sometimes when they get together. I thought that was nice. Like, let's just have a date night. Let's just go to the cave. Let me just fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Castile and Poppy do communicate more than a lot of your typical kind of Y A N A pairings i guess which I, I really like and he does grant her a lot of freedom he gives her choices when he can i guess but she is also of course very independent and more powerful and we love we love all of this uh the spice level of this book is is relatively high i mean not compared to some of the other things that we've read but it's there uh, their physical relationship is Is it used as a distraction? What do you think? What did you think about this?
1: That was something I think I had put in the notes that it's... I don't think it's a distraction for him. I think it it ebbs and flows because initially their physical reactions weren't... Whether it was Hawk or even when she was brought over to New Haven, I don't think it was a distraction. I think it was purely based on emotion. Then, um, even when, like... She needed to fall asleep at night. Um, then when he started using the pretending dialogue, I felt like that's when she was kind of using it as an escapism at points. And then when they took out took out the pretending dialogue, that's when they got just embrace each other and, be with each other physically for the emotion i think it just was a roller coaster of where their relationship was at at that point
0: yeah that makes complete sense um very sexy right right we love this this is all you said it was a comfort read this has everything that we could ever want out of a book series or and it's only two books but like she is queen at the end of this what more can you possibly ask for
1: and i mean and to go back to the spice thing real quick, it remind, not that it reminded me, because, I mean, all the tropes are there, but I really appreciated how often a hawk was about her female pleasure. And he's like, I don't need anything. I'm good. I And she's just like, but I, I want to. She's like, him just saying, that's good enough for me. What? That exists? I'm sure it, it exists, but I don't think it does.
0: Wait, how adorable was he though when he made a mess, right? Oh, it was so cute. And like
1: good for Poppy. She wasn't really right? like quick off the mark.
0: No, no. Mm. She's just like no. uh
1: she's just like i'm sorry he's like no 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 this is not on you i mean it is what it isn't.
0: he's like i'm sorry it is it, it, the way that she wrote it she's like it is his like cheeks were all flushed and he was like really embarrassed it's adorable it's adorable so
1: cute oh we, so cute. we love
0: it we love it we love poppy also
1: there's a lot of power in that also as a woman yeah
0: for real and uh oh Speaking of power, I love their wedding. I think their wedding is one of those fantastic scenes. I like the earth and the like blood, and I like the the swirl of gold. Uh, I just I love it all. I love the omen. Obviously, that's pretty cool too.
1: I I like that they explained why the ring thing, like the the wedding bands, go on the pointer. I love that Hawk went to Vanetta to say, you know, do you have anything? for a prince fit for a princess and she goes no but i have something for a queen like i love queen. that the female camaraderie is there right off the bat it's very special um i i want to see more of it i want to see venetta come into the third book even though she's supposed to be at spess's end but there there's just still so much to to unearth i guess
0: well and you said earlier that like this is a comfort read. It is it is a comfort read. You, you the the banter does not stop. It just like escalates and gets better and better and better and then Kieran also coming in and like also teasing her and the wolfen teasing her is just it's it you you can't help but smile when you're reading this book. Mm-hmm. And especially this is my second time through especially knowing like what's going to happen and knowing the plot you're just like, "Oh, hmm, this is yes. We love this."
1: And and you know, it's It's nice to have a read. And I was still speculating, like speculating that entire time for a while. Um, you're just, it's nice to not, it's it's nice to know that I wasn't going to be devastated. I'm excited for more. You're curious about what's going to happen. You're asking all these questions, but you're not heartbroken. And I've done enough crying. I needed, I've done enough crying, you know, for, for now. Um, because I did all of Throne of Glass. I did remember, no, Addie LaRue. And then I did Silver Flames. And, and now we're here. And it's it's very refreshing. It's very refreshing.
0: And, you know, you say, you say that and then you also ran out and immediately read the extra chapter that JLA had dro- yeah. it dropped. I mean, you needed to know. So not only does it not destroy you, but it is exciting. It makes you want to read more. And it's a nice refreshing take on something that had honestly been like kind of old and like, you know, like a little bit musty, but. And since you're saying that, it, it makes me
1: want to ask, do you feel like this could be made into a TV movie media thing? Not now, obviously, but when there's another resurgence of vampires in the media again, because I feel like we need some time. I mean, we really just, I feel like we had. Vampire Diaries, The Originals, True Blood, Bitten, Teen Wolf, Twilight, like, there was, and then there was such a focus in Hollywood. And we clearly need a break. But could you see this being one of the books that they decide to, to make?
0: I do. Do you want it? Oh, man, I don't know. Because then they'll do like the the discovery of witches kind of vibe to it. So they'll they'll make it like like um
1: and I know you don't like that series.
0: No, but uh, you know, but like Outlander, I love Outlander. So, uh, but if they did it in like that kind of vibe, you know, like an Outlander vibe. Yeah, I don't know, because like, I don't know. Yes, I yes, I do think it could be done. I do think it could be done well without getting like absurd. You know, like how I don't want it on three form.
1: Like don't give me yeah. like how we did Shadow Hunters on freeform.
0: No, no, no. We need we need HBO level type. Oh. Yeah, no. Do
1: you say HBO so we can get the spice that we're getting? I mean
0: Well, you know, no. I'm obviously we want this. Obviously, we want this. But um I was actually thinking back to vampires being terrifying. I think it's important to show that especially in this world they are terrifying because they're not just controlling, like, they're they're not, they're controlling an entire, like, country, like an entire population with their lies and with their religion. And then they are themselves, like, monsters. And I feel like to get that point across, you need it to be HBO level so they can show the violence of that. Because I think reading it and seeing it are really different. And when you actually see it out there, it will have a um, like a gut-checked effect right. that reading it does not.
1: Yeah, because even reading it, I feel like I've glossed over. Or maybe I don't even want to say if I've glossed over it. Or if vampires have become so romanticized right now and still that you forget about the fear that comes right. with it.
0: And it I think that's something that JLA does really good too, is that when she describes things like the bite, she does describe moments of like all consuming pain. And then it switches to, you know, something beyond that. But she does always mention that it's it it's not great, like it hurts. And um I, I feel like that that's just a really important little detail that makes this series kind of a little bit more interesting than other ones and we get that because it's it's in poppy's point of view if it was in a different point of view we wouldn't know that
1: so what are your final thoughts i feel like we covered every everything that we know so far
0: what are my final thoughts my final thoughts are i really enjoy these two books I enjoyed them so much that I am obviously read the extra chapter. And I've kind of looked at to see what other books are coming. Um, I know that we're getting like a novella of Castile's perspective (gasps) from from the Red Pearl on. Like she's rewriting? This is what I've heard. I've heard. I'm like 96% that this is a real thing.
1: Yes. Oh, he's... uh why why are book boyfriends better than male
0: boyfriends? So I'm I'm like I say, I'm pretty sure about that. And then I'm pretty sure there's at least like two other books in this series. So I am just thrilled to see where this goes. Obviously, I'm thrilled to see Poppy as a queen. I'm like ab- above all, above all, she's going into this society that does not like her, right? They're judging her. They only see her as a figurehead of this religion of oppressors. And sh- now she is the queen of not only the woven who are bonded to her but she's queen of like the atlanteans she is the highest peak right in the food chain Like she went from bottom she went from basically like a protected blood bag to queen of an entire like nation we love this we love a girl with ambition with a thigh sheaf
1: and even though she didn't that wasn't necessarily the goal i I love the amount of fuck you in the petty that she gives of oh you hate me bow to me it's just it's very satisfying even though that's not her intention imagine having your enemies bow to you how satisfying is that
0: oh you hate me mm, i'm so sad bow we love it we love to see it i mean there 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 isn't anything that, that we don't love here right like what do you think jess are you in a, you in i'm in and
1: I'm excited. This is so much better than like, I don't want to say the crap that I was reading, but because <laughs> it has such a special place in my heart that got me to love this, like the, the things that are in this book. But I, I told you the other day, I was just so happy. And this is so great. And real life is boring. Real life sucks. Just keep me in YA, uh, not even YA, just keep me in fantasy. Let me live here. It's great.
0: Yeah, the The like fantasy that you read, you're kind of just like, oh, well, you know, the, I, I'm past the age to be chosen. And then you read like new adult. You're like, oh, well, maybe <laughs> and you read like a little bit later. You're like, oh, OK, well, maybe I'll be chosen now. But, uh, you know, at some point you won't be chosen. And that sucks. And that's why we read fantasy.
1: Well, that's, I haven't gotten to that point where I'm like, well, I, I'm still,
0: I could be chosen. I could be chosen. I'm, I could still save the world.
1: I'm going to, how much work do I need to get done to make me look like I'll stay chosen? <laughs> it's really the bigger question.
0: How many woods do I need to wander in before I'm just chosen and taken away? Because no, I don't know well, where I'm at. There aren't woods currently so well
1: and i'm isn't i i I haven't seen this movie but i just have seen snippets in the movie enchanted they're in new york and there's no wood so they use the sewers oh boy (laughs) it's very teenage mutant ninja turtle (laughs) i'll take i again it's like that tiktok i'll take tamlin at this point i will take a sewer at this
0: honestly please just take me there it's, it's enough it's enough now thank you
1: i mean there's baths i'll bathe there's a healer i'll get get rid of tetanus and the plague whatever i'll catch in this tour. we're good
0: or an outlander when claire came back with like a sack full of antibiotics
1: the dumb blonde she's the white witch she's she's having everything go here's penicillin <laughs> But don't but don't change history because then history will change. Okay. Oh
0: God. Um, yes. Okay. So Jess, you love this. You yes. love this, right? Are yes. we are we back on a vampire kick? Well,
1: I too. This well, this I think it happened all on the same day. I finished a uh, Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. I read the first chapter of Gilded Bones, and then I started the pilot of Vampire Diaries, and there's so many, it's, it's really, really enjoyable to re-watch so far. I've been laughing a lot, just like, oh, Damon, there's similarities that I had sent you a message of. I'm like, this is, he's acting like Rowan here. Um, I'm excited. I like it. I cannot wait Till we get the introduction of Klaus, we love Klaus. We love Klaus. We love Klaus.
0: Uh, we love Klaus that, that says a lot about us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Ugh. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I am on a vampire kick again. We'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, we'll we'll eventually have a Vampire Diaries episode. Also, um, strictly based on the show, not the books, and we'll go from there. But uh, I mean, what about you? You're rewatching too, so.
0: I am rewatching the Vampire Diaries, um, hilarious. Can <laughs> cannot take, uh, Stefan, Paul. I cannot take him seriously. Just, just knowing what we know behind the scenes and stuff and like just how much he didn't like Nina and just, just all of this drama. It's just like, oh my God. Ugh. Oh yeah.
1: All the, all the Vampire Diaries drama and rewatching it as a different knowing, knowing, but, but paul as a person we love
0: yes we love paul we should say that we have met most of the vampire diaries cast and most of the originals cast
1: yeah yeah you were one of the first people to congratulate joseph morgan on his engagement
0: (laughs) i was on a dare (laughs) and lots of drinks It, it you know it got done it got, it got done. We And we you know, what? I think he
1: respected the fact that you kind of disregarded him after that, and just straight spoke to his wife about the wedding because you had just recently gotten married too.
0: We love that. So, it, you know, the Vampire Diaries and vampires in general have a very special place in our heart. Uh, so, I am excited to see where this journey takes me in the future. Um, you know, I. Don't really like Ian as a person, but as Damon, he is far superior.
1: Ian as Damon is the perfect Damon.
0: Yes, no question. Just like Soulless Sam in Supernatural is the best version of Sam. Yes,
1: yes. we love I mean, Soulless Sam. Certainly
0: the hottest. We lo- we love <gasps> Soulless Sam. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Those are my things. Those are every. I have expressed everything.
1: Well. What's exciting about this episode is that we are. This episode releases on April nineteenth, which is the day before, "A uh, Crown of Gilded Bones" is released. That's tomorrow, so we'll. It's going to be exciting. I hope everybody is enjoying the reading. If you need more of it, um, you have our podcast. It's, if we have a very busy couple weeks. We get to read the book. We get to, uh, you know, next week we have our Shadow and Bones episode. At some point, you're listening to this, it's end of April. So Shadow and Bones is out on Netflix. Uh, we, we are going to be inundated with fantasy. And I think we're all going to be living for it because we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> So feel free to follow us on Instagram, <laughs> our um, Acafe Podcast, A C O F A E Podcast. You could find Laura and I on TikTok as well, um, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. Um, thanks for thanks for interacting with us. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us. We're really appreciating it and having a lot of fun with everyone.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. So keep commenting, keep interacting. We love it. We are really enjoying everything. And yeah, we thank you for it all. Thanks. Bye. Bye.